Hello and welcome to Money Talks with Lucan District Credit Union. My name is Paula Maguire and I work as the CEO here in Lucan Credit Union. Uh, this episode we're going to look at retirement planning, why you should plan for your retirement and what options are open to you. I'm delighted today to be joined by our in-house financial advisor here, John Miller. You're Hi, very Paula. welcome, John. Thank you. Um, I suppose to kick off really, why should people plan for their retirement? Um, I suppose it's 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 down to building a, a fund of money to replace some of their income when they do decide to retire over and above what the, the state provides currently, mm-hmm. um, which is in around thirteen thousand eight hundred a year or two hundred and sixty five euros a week. So it can be a considerable drop in income uh, for individuals um, leading into retirement. And that's how they replace that income, which centres around the whole retirement funding and pension. Okay, and why why a pension fund? rather than just saving into, say, a deposit account. Yeah, so for, for pensions, revenue set the rules, and, and the rules are quite generous in the tax relief that's provided on contributions that are made. So somebody that's on a 40% income tax rate, they get 40% relief on their contributions. Obviously, if those on 20%, they get a 20% relief on their contributions. And the fund then grows tax-free until they decide to, to draw it down. Very good. And... Uh what about people that might say we don't really have that much disposable income we can't really afford to be saving into a pension fund yeah disposable income can be an issue i suppose but it's it's you know cutting cutting down on on, on unnecessary expenditure each month and to be able to put some funds into a pension however big or small they are the main thing would be to start it and try and work on um, increasing your contributions going forward where possible but yeah i understand the whole disposable income situation and i suppose it'd be fair to say that uh, if people the younger people start saving into a pension fund the easier it is to build that fund over time yeah well the way it works is if, if you start early um i suppose it costs less to build the type of fund that you, you want over the long term between investment returns and the compounding factor as i said previously there's no taxation whilst you are accumulating the fund but yeah it can can cost a lot when people start late to try and build a fund that they need to replace uh, the income they require. Okay, so fundamentally people really should save into a pension fund unless they're prepared to live on the state pension alone? Yeah, so again, going back to the, the state pension, like uh, 13,800 a year, although that is the, the bedrock of any uh, retirement funding, the income can be a considerable drop. Okay, John, so if someone is sitting at home today and they haven't a pension plan and they're thinking about setting one up, what options are open to them? Yeah, so it depends on whether they're a self-employed individual or if they own a business or a limited entity. The structures are, can be quite different. For a self-employed person uh, or a business, it's, it's you know reducing a tax bill whilst building a fund of money over and above what the state can provide at retirement. And what about uh, companies people that work in companies or that yeah. may or may not have a pension fund available. So all employers are required to provide a facility to deduct uh, individual salaries at source. They're not obliged at the moment to uh, contribute to that pension, but they are provided uh, or they are required to provide a facility to deduct individual salaries um, at source. Still a lot of companies that I meet don't provide this a valuable employee benefit. But I suppose with auto-enrolment, which we'll touch on later on, coming down the road in 2024, it's important that people understand their options. Okay, if someone is working in a company, say the company does offer a, a, 
a match a pension match scheme what does that actually mean well um, what it means is that um, the employee and the employer or the employer rather would set the rules on the scheme um, and what percentage of salary they would contribute to the to, to, on behalf of the employee typically that's around five percent of salary so it's really a no-brainer for employees where that um, is offered to, to to start contributing in the, in their employer's pension scheme i still come across companies and employees that simply just don't either provide the facility or the employee doesn't wish to contribute to the pension scheme Okay. Um, so I suppose in effect, if they're not paying into the pension scheme and they're not receiving the employers, say five or six percent, they're basically leaving money on the yeah, table. It's free money, really. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. free money. It's free money from the employee. The employer gets a gets a tax deduction on it, a corporation tax relief on it. But the main thing for the employee is that they get their marginal tax relief, be it at twenty percent or forty percent. For every 100 euros they put in, the best way to describe it, they either get 20 euros back from revenue or 40 euros for every 100 euros they contribute. Okay. So at the very least, the employer should be providing them with what's called a PRSA yeah. that they can pay into even if the employer isn't contributing to it. Absolutely, they're obliged to under yeah. law to, to, to provide that facility. Yeah. And I think it's important to remind people that pension payments uh, are actually deducted from your pe- salary before tax. Indeed, yeah. So the way that works is when you look at your pay slip and you see your, your gross monthly salary, the pension deducted, say, you have a salary of a thousand euros a month just to keep it simple and you're contributing 200 euros well then you're only taxed on the 800 euros after that pension contribution is, is taken away okay so people could actually be surprised at how little uh, a weekly or a monthly pension contribution could actually cost them yeah absolutely and it is reducing their own individual tax bill as well and i suppose you know in doing so they are building a fund of money to replace some of their income in retirement so that's the important part of it yeah you know? and i know you did touch on uh, self-employed people and companies there earlier and you know i just find it amazing that there's a lot of particularly self-employed people that have aren't prepared and aren't setting aside funds for themselves for retirement mm. and I, I i think and you probably explain a bit more about this that really they could significantly reduce their annual tax bills by putting aside their maximum allowable lump sum into their pension scheme. Yeah, absolutely. Now, for self-employed people, um, they are restricted by revenue on what they can put into their pension scheme. But at, at the same time, the way I kind of approach that with, with, with self-employed people is you either pay revenue the full tax bill liability that's due, or you contribute to a pension plan, which is, a, a, you know, you're, you're turning it into a personal wealth. But you're, instead of paying the revenue, the full tax bill, you're actually putting money aside to build a fund again to replace some of your income in retirement. So it makes absolute sense to do that. Yeah, I will. my view would be it's better in my pocket than in revenue's exactly, pocket. Exactly, yeah. So exactly. I think it, it, it's something that self-employed people should definitely consider. I, I, I just feel on that, Paula, you know, there yeah. is just a lack of understanding by people um, on the whole pensions arena and, and uh, you know, what, what, what can be achieved. Again, another point you touched on there uh, a short while ago was the uh, auto-enrolment. There's a lot of things in the media about that at the moment, but just in a nutshell, what is auto-enrolment? Yeah, auto-enrolment has been spoken about for a number of years now, um, and it's something that other countries have brought out uh, many years ago, and ultimately it boils down to our state pension and the affordability uh, by the state to provide the, the state pension um, and whether it may be in, around in its, its form. You'll hear recently in the news where they're talking about 
like the current uh, retirement age is 66. They say, well, if you if you don't retire at 66 uh, and leave it maybe to 70, that the government will provide an enhanced um, or, or increased uh, pension at that stage. And the reason behind that is um, the age demographic has grown. There's 750,000 people receiving the state pension at the moment. That's going to increase over the years, and it's whether the state can provide that. And this is the reason they're bringing auto enrolment out, is to say, well, look, each individual uh, will have to, you know, um, start building a, a personal fund of money again to replace their income in retirement. So this auto enrolment, John, it has it has some profound implications, really, for employers, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, employers are going to be forced now for where they didn't provide retirement benefit to to, to employees, they are now going to be forced basically um, to contribute by way of auto enrolment. So that's where the employer will contribute, the employee will contribute, and also the government will, will, will contribute. Yeah, so basically um, employers really have to start preparing now for that. Yeah. For those employers that have pension schemes, for, for you know, employers in pension schemes in place, um, it won't affect them, but it will affect those employers that don't have anything in place at the moment. All right, so they'd be better off speaking to someone like yourself, a financial advisor or broker, absolutely, they, to uh, put something in place now yeah. and head off any implications for the auto enrolment. Yeah, it's really important that they know their options first and foremost. Um, like the auto enrolment, you know, it's welcomed by the industry in many ways, but I suppose it's it, it's the makeup of that in you know the auto enrolment scheme that'll be interesting going forward. It hasn't been finalised yet, although it is coming out in 2024. But again, it's just important to know the options for yeah. employers. And for individuals that aren't currently paying into a pension scheme, who would most likely be auto-enrolled into a pension scheme and have to contribute, do they have any way of opting out of that? Again, the, the final kind of... Um, the final decisions haven't been really been made on that, but the thought is that people will be auto-enrolled uh, for a period of two years, they will have an opt-out then after two years. But personally, I can see that being an issue down the road for somebody that opts out after a two-year period. And then they go looking to, for the state to, re, you know, to fund their to retirement. Fund their retirement. Yeah. And they're going to say, well, look, you've had a chance over the X number of years. You didn't. You, you, you pulled yourself out of it um, or you opted out of it. And we're not going to provide any, any income for you going so, so really it's in people's best interest to participate or to join a pension scheme, ah. uh, whatever way you shake it up. Absolutely, yeah. yeah it's yeah. so important. Like, um, you know, the stats are there that people are living longer now. So, you know, when you reach retirement age, 65, 66, uh, the figures are shown now, you could have a 30-year um, retirement span, you know. So it's important, although your cost reducing retirement, i.e. your mortgage is gone, your kids have grown up, you still want to be able to go on that holiday maybe. Or, or replace your car or you want to, you want to be comfortable you want to be comfortable well, i think yeah. i suppose the other thing a uh, key point to get across there is people don't need to have million euro pension no. funds all you're looking to do is supplement your state pension so you want to have additional money every yes, week exactly you know yeah. on top of the state pension so that you can live comfortably yeah absolutely because you know as we get older you've got the likes of medical bills you've got yeah. different different costs i suppose that you need to need to be able to um replace you know okay so to summarize people really do need to start considering planning for their retirement looking at their options if they 
would like to have a comfortable lifestyle in retirement because the state pension isn't going to provide you with luxury. No. In any state, it'll, it'll pay for the basics and pretty much that's it. Yeah. So if just explain, you know, you're a financial advisor. So if you were to meet with somebody to discuss them setting up uh, some sort of a pension plan or retirement planning, what would be your initial steps with that individual? The initial steps would be to, I suppose, explain how, how pensions work, the valuable tax reliefs associated with contributing to a pension, the whole area of, again, replacing income in retirement. The sooner you start, the better. It depends on, on, on your, your, you know, whether you're a self-employed individual or, or whether you're, you're a business, a limited entity, on how you fund that pension. But fundamentally, it's, it's the same, building a fund of money to yeah. replace... But if somebody wanted to say explore their options mm. and discuss uh, pension planning with yourself, is there a charge involved in having a chat with you initially? No, no absolutely not. There's no charge. Um, I'd only be too happy to meet with anybody that has an inkling of, of what they want to do or for, for, for pension funding um, and discuss the various options that's available to them Okay. in that regard. Well, that's great. And also, interestingly, is people that may already have a pension fund or uh, some sort of pension in place, maybe with a previous employer or they have some sort of funding there. That's something that you can also advise on, isn't Absolutely, it? Absolutely, yeah. No, we, we look at the entire, whether they have passed uh, pensions from previous employments or previous self-employment. It's important that we look at the whole in its, in its totality, what, what they have currently and what they look to fund for going forward. Again, it's down to service. Pensions are not something you take out and you just think at 65 there's going to be a fund of money. It's important that it's reviewed on an annual basis at least. That's down to service and fund performance and charges. Yeah, so that's that's great. So if people don't feel maybe they're getting uh, proper advice from uh, maybe an existing broker or they haven't heard from them a long time, you're even happy to have a chat well, with them. I'm delighted that they're, they're, you know, and it's, it's so important that people under first of all understand what they have in place because I meet people that just simply hear the word pension and you know they just don't fully understand how it how how it works. I suppose. The two main drivers of pension funding is one, the contributions and the level of contributions which can build up over time um, or increase over time and the fund performance of the underlying funds the money's invested in. I think that's the key thing. You need yeah. you need somebody that really understands what's going on there to yeah. advise you on where the fund is invested in. Yeah. So, uh, for example, people would have had some people would have had um, money invested in cash mm-hmm. over the last few years when yeah. it was negative rates, yeah. and their fund would have decreased. Yeah. So it was vital that they moved that money into something that even had low growth. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, and again, it's down to I find a big aspect of my job is, is educating people on why their funds or their their, their pension funds are going up and down due to various different market conditions I suppose we've got inflation even now with cash returns it's still not beating um, inflation yeah. um, so people's money sitting in cash is still losing money over the long term I suppose people with a good time horizon to their retirement date need to, to be invested in it and take a bit of risk to, to achieve a, a good return over, over the long term yeah so finally, uh, John, just to touch on people that may have already retired mm-hmm. and they have a fund that's there, maybe an R for yeah. that, and they're not currently getting much advice on reviewing those funds mm-hmm. or making sure that the the fund is continuing to replace mm-hmm. itself as they withdraw yeah. money every year. Yeah. Uh, that's something as well that you would look at. That's a huge area again that, that, that I actively look in and 
are, are, are advising. It's so important that those funds are invested in a way, I go back to the whole people are living longer, they need their fund to last longer. But for somebody's money, because these there's an income drawn from the likes of an approved retirement fund, an ARF, it's so important that, that the investment growth on these funds replaces that income that's been drawn out each year. It's not going to happen every year because we do have negative years, but over the long term and the average, you'll always get a return. But if it's sitting in cash, all your fund is doing is dropping year on year and eventually, and, and if the, the, the maths show it, that it could bomb out, as we say, or, you know, over a 15-year period. Um, and you'd have no income then going forward. Okay. So again, it's, it's you know, so important that these funds are invested in, the, in an appropriate way in retirement. Okay, um, so so as to sum, summarise, John, it's, it's really, really important for people to consider now and as young as possible, yeah. planning for their retirement, setting money aside into a fund that can grow and provide them with a comfortable level of income in retirement, yeah. that they're not just dependent on the state pension. So, I mean, even putting a very small amount a month away can make a significant difference to you when you retire Absolutely. to supplement your state pension. Yeah, that's the whole, that's the key to it. The earlier you start down to the whole compounding um, within the pension fund, again, as I said, there's no taxation whilst in the pension fund, but how it's how that grows over, over a period of time. If somebody leaves until the, like 50, invariably I need people, and oh God, I need to make a, you know, build a pension fund, you know, they can still do it. Yeah. But it's going to cost them more to get to get they, to where they, you, they you get need more, to be. You get more tax breaks as you get older to, exactly. to help yeah. older people build yeah. the fund. So Absolutely. it would be possible. It would be possible, yeah. Yeah, but it just takes, it just costs that bit more. Yeah. As you said, like if somebody starts out early with a, with, with, with a level of contribution that they're, they're comfortable with, it's far better than trying to chase something in, in, yeah. in later on, in, in, you know, towards the retirement. So the, the other thing that's coming across very clearly is that people really, most people don't understand pensions or retirement planning. So it's very, very important that they get proper advice Indeed. from a qualified financial advisor like yourself. Yeah. Um, so people would, would be, we'd encourage anybody listening to this podcast to go find a broker yeah. or come and talk to yourself, talk, whichever. Yeah, and how would they get in touch with you, John, if they wanted to set up? A, a meeting yeah they can contact me by email john.miller at lucancu.ie or on the mobile 083-099-5086 or if you're in our Finstown office you can talk to one of my colleagues up there and provide your contact details and I'd, I'd contact you for a, a no obligation or complimentary review of yeah. current situation or if you want to look at putting something in place I'd only be too happy to yeah. To provide you with the options in that regard. And I think there's, there's plenty of more information and a contact form yeah. on our website, uh, www.lucancu.ie. And anybody who is interested in coming and talking to John, maybe in the new year, to set up an appointment and come in, John will be too happy to meet you. Yeah. So thank you very much, John. That was well, thank you, very interesting yeah. and uh, understandable, which yeah. pension can create a bit of a fog for some people. Yeah, we to cut out the jargon, I suppose. There is a lot of um, jargon in the industry to try and bring it down to a, to a level that people can understand yeah. going forward. So bottom line, it's basically setting aside funds that you can be comfortable in your retirement yeah. in a nutshell. Okay, yeah. well, that's great. Thank okay. you very much. Thank you, Paula. This podcast was produced by Lucan District Credit Union. Lucan District Credit Union is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.